The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back to it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We kick off Hour 2 with uh, Bill Dolman, pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor, as Bill Dolman has a map in his room, in the map room, of, <laughs> of all the conference realignment he predicted 15 years ago on Average Joe. You have an official statement from Brett McMurphy, that the Big 12 is officially official, adding Utah, Arizona State, and Arizona, along with the buffs that happened earlier in the week. Pete Thamel of ESPN, uh, the Big Ten chancellors and presidents unanimously voting in Washington and Oregon. Get your fraternity pad already, Billy D. I said last week, did I not? that the Pac-12, whatever's left of it, needs to contact Craig Thompson, the former commissioner of the Mountain West, have him talk with Gloria Navarez, the new commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, and cobble together what remains of the Pac-12 ash heap. <laughs> and there is, there is an entity that many people don't know about, although the Nebraska men's gymnastics team has been part of the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. Aha. Uh-huh. Right? cobbles together these Olympic-type sports and club sports under this umbrella that nobody's ever heard of. I think it's time to give some credence to the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation with college football, basketball, and whatever is left. But I'm just telling you, I said this also a couple weeks ago, Oregon and Washington were conspicuously quiet, right? Florida State has been saber-rattling. Just like Missouri did back in 2010. You don't, you don't get loud and get invited. And Nebraska played it cool, right? Remember? We'll have a history lesson later, boys and girls. But I, Washington and Oregon <laughs> had to have known that something was something was going to be there for them to be okay. And that they had agreed to take a lesser share, although $40 million is still significant. But they, they're taking that through the rest of the conference contract. Right, it's not just a one-year thing. I no, it's think it's forty for, million for, until twenty thirty. So for eight years, right? The yeah. seven, the seven years, eight billion is is, but forty is still two times what Apple was going to pay him. <laughs> Twenty times more than uh, Apple was probably going to pay him. You know, <laughs> charge so, you charge you the thirty cents up front. <laughs> oh so, yeah, so I I think I think that Oregon and Washington have kind of always known that they were going to be okay because they just have not been doing what Missouri did in twenty ten, and twenty nine, and that um, that Florida State is doing Clemson to a certain degree, and they found a nice safe place to go. I, I'm happy for Utah. Uh, they were so excited when they got to go to the the Pac-10 at the time, and you know they've done a great job. They've acclimated to big time college sports up from the Mountain West. I mean, they've done a tremendous job, and they'll they'll find a nice home. And now BYU Utah becomes the marquee matchup on Thanksgiving weekend by far in the big in the Big 12. And Arizona State, how is Arizona State and Arizona be separated? 
I don't, I don't, I don't see how those two schools. I know they did it with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I don't see how that those two schools could be separated. So good on them. Hopefully, we're close to being done. Bill, it should be noted, Oregon officially in a tweet. Uh, saying big things ahead, announcing they will be joining the Big Ten effective August 2nd, 2024. So that is official. I think with that, we can expect that Washington will be official in the coming uh, minutes if it isn't official already. So uh, this is official now that Oregon and Washington will be joining the Big Ten, not just assumed. And Bill, I want to get your thoughts with this being official now. Who do you think the the big winner of the day is? Is it Oregon and Washington getting out of the Pac-12 and getting into the Big Ten? Is it the Big Ten being able to go to three time zones and potentially four time slots on a college football Saturday? Is it the the Big Ten baseball uh, for not being the the laughing stock of the country now and adding some West Coast teams? Who do you think the big winner of the day is? Football fans. Nebraska. Nebraska is the big winner of the day because they have been set in the Big Ten for now 10-plus years and have not had to worry about all the stuff that has been going on around college football, college sports forever. Nebraska should again, with all of this, celebrate the move that was made when it was made back in 29 and officially in 2010 that – that was the the move that had to be made. Now, the Big 12 survived, no doubt, but it's going to survive to the tune of $31, $32 million for yep. TV. Nebraska is surviving in the new era of collegiate athletics at 60 to 70 or more million dollars per year. But who's who today in the immediacy, I, I think it has, it has to be Oregon and Washington. They have built up their programs in, in, in totality, not just their football programs. But they've got good – they're good in other sports. Oregon certainly with deep roots in track and field. Uh, you know, Dane Altman with basketball has had some success with, uh, uh, you know, women's basketball programs okay. So I think Oregon and Washington with Kalen DeBoer with their football side, they need to improve in some areas. But all the investments that they have made to get on that big stage, I think that they are the big winners. What's this mean for Nebraska football? <laughs> A lot of travel. <laughs> a lot of Husker fans on the West Coast are going to be happy because they can go see Nebraska. You know, you're if you're west of the Rocky Mountains, you are going to Eugene. You are going to Seattle. When we played in Seattle in 97, you know, that's supposed to be the loudest place to play in the entire country. We smoked them 27 to 14 in Scott Frost's greatest game, uh, I think. And uh, we were supposed to lose, but Husker fans were there for that. They're going to go to L.A. They're going to, you know, for all those games down there, um, but it's, you know, and it's, I think it's going to help Nebraska recruiting a little bit more out West. Um, but you know, the one thing it's not fair to, uh, is, uh, you know, the athletes outside of football and that the travel is going to be pretty rough. Mm. Bill, Bill Dolman with us at Bill Dolman on Twitter is where you find him. And let's speak to this big 10 flex and this arms race between the Big Ten and the SEC, how do you feel or believe the SEC responds and with who? And we're going to zoom out. I know we're celebrating Washington and Oregon today, but can Miami or North Carolina and Notre Dame be next on the hit list for the Big Ten? Uh, well, I, I think, I think yeah, the SEC reaches out to, uh, to Florida State and says, sweethearts, quiet. <laughs> come on. Come on. Be quiet. Um, I I think look enough's enough okay Florida State we hear you Florida doesn't want you in the league 
South Carolina doesn't want you in uh, Clemson in the league, but eventually, you know, just like A&M couldn't keep Texas out of the SEC. Uh, I would think that there's probably a move that the SEC will make. Look, remember a long time ago we talked about, you know, the, the ESPN, Fox, the Big Ten and the SEC sitting around a card table. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, do you want to go or do you want to go next? And it was – so now now it's to the SEC. Now it's Greg Sankey and Garth Glissman at the SEC thinking, okay, it's our turn. Um, what, what should we do here? ESPN, who do you think we should go because – Big Ten and Fox have made their move. So now it's up to these two at this card table. Well, everybody else is at the kids' table at Thanksgiving, hoping that somebody will give them a really big helping of mac and cheese. So I think the SEC makes the move, and maybe they look to Florida State. I think they're going to look to Clemson. Maybe I think the most coveted schools probably now are North Carolina and maybe Virginia. And I think the I wouldn't be surprised if the Big Ten has their eye on that. And Notre Dame will hold out as long as it possibly can and then pick a place that they can go and think that they can win. And that may not be the Big Ten. They may go to the Big 12. Bill, do you think that the SEC feels like they've fallen behind the Big Ten after today's news? It was the SEC being the leader in the arms race in college football for probably the past 15, if not 20 years. Do you think that the Big Ten jumped the SEC with this news today just in terms of the premier conference in college football? No, no. They're never going to cede you know, the power position that they think that you gotta, they have. You start beating them. <laughs> Again, I, I, look, I, I don't know this, but I really would not doubt if there's some type of understanding between these two conferences that, okay, you make a move, we'll make a move, we're going to figure this all out. And you, Chris, you're right. We talked about this literally 20, 19 years ago on the Average Joe Sports Show. We're talking with Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. When he took our phone said, calls. We said there's going to be a 64-team power uh, elite group of college football teams. He said we were crazy. But we said 64 teams will be the major players in college football one day. And here we are. So it's up to the SEC now to figure out what makes sense with them. ESPN, you know, is for whatever it needs to do to, uh, to make sure that it salvages subscribers – from 100 million down to 70 or 50 million, they've got to make sure that they got people subscribing. So I, I think they're the ones who make the move next. And is it Virginia? Is it North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson? Something give like give that. me Miami and Notre Dame. That'd be fun. Private schools, AAU members, and then you are truly coast to coast. And for, for fun, you can get Virginia and Carolina. It's zero love between, the, you know. No, I know. I, I want one of those T-shirts. You just play the 30 for 30, you know, the day before uh, Thanksgiving and tell them that you guys got to play the next day. Catholics you versus know? the convicts T-shirts. Those are vintage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. Whoever, whoever can, you know, get them. Notre Dame is going to hold out as long as it possibly can. And you know what we're going to end up having? Guys, we're going to go back to 18 conferences. You know, mm. within these power, these aren't conferences anymore, Big Ten and the SEC. Those are leagues. Okay. So okay. you're, you're in the league, the league, and now you're going to be in a pod, which is your conference, which is your AFC West, Elijah. Division, okay. Yeah, your division. You're going to have five or, you know, six to eight teams in divisions or conferences within the Big Ten league. 
the SEC league, and it's going to be structured just like it is in the NFL. So you're going to have teams that you might, you know, you're going to play every year, not just your rivalry game, but you'll probably have something because they've got to figure out a way to make those conference schedules make sense. Do you go to 10 games, 10 league games, your one by okay. your one by game and then your your non-conference being an SEC or a Big 12 team and then you load up for a 10 game conference schedule? Okay, maybe, but then how many games do you have in the regular season? I think you, you stay at 12, don't I, you? I think you eventually eventually with if you follow the money, I think the TV partners are going to force you to go 14. Okay, I, but who's going to want the money, right? If let's say that okay, here's another thing. Is the money going to be there in 2032? Is question. the money going to be there in 36 or whenever the ACC is done? That's another issue. Right now we're paying these unbelievable amounts of money out to conferences, but you're looking around and with the completely complete change of the way people get consume their media and television subscriptions and whatnot, are they going to be able to afford then? Who knows? But if you start throwing these huge numbers around, I keep saying this. And you're going to say, okay, athletes, all athletes, you're going to have to play 14 games, 15 games, 16 games. Volleyball players, you got to play from coast to coast. You've got a doubleheader in L.A. and Rutgers or whatever. Somebody's going to say, we got to protect the athletes. Sure. And we're going to look out for them. And all of a sudden, you're going to get into the legalities of union. You're going to look at the legalities of do we make them uh, university employees the NCAA comes down today out of, no, you know, we got new NIL legislation. Okay, you're about two years, 20 years too late. I mean, where's the NCAA been at all in this? There is nobody supervising these power brokers in college football. And because they're making all the decisions, all these other athletes in sports are being left to go, okay, we got to acclimate, you know, because a lot of money's coming in. So we got to do our part. But somebody's going to say, we're going to look out for the athletes here. And we know we got NIL, but the NCAA is so far late and so toothless with college football that there's no way they can control it. And, Bill, with the NCAA losing control over college football, what's the end game here? Is it a Big Ten SEC merger a la the AFL and NFL back in the 60s? What's the end game? It could be the Average Joe Sports Show League of 64. <laughs> right? Give me a name I and write. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that is as nice a job as the big 12 has done. And I think we have to admit that that's going to be a really nice league to watch some good fun games, but the tradition and the powers in the sec and the big 10 conference, but the big, big 12 is going to give us good product. And for that one month of the year, when people care about college basketball, you know, March is going to be great with the big 12. Uh, but what's left with everybody else, you know, it, I don't know what the end game is, but people may just go, you know what, this is, I'm just going to root for my little Division Two team down the block. It's cheaper to get in. It's like, you know, it's like when they put those independent league teams, like the Kansas City Monarchs, they put them in a major league facility or a major league city like the Kansas City Royals. And I can take my team, my, my, my family of four, to a baseball game for 50 bucks a night, and we're just going to enjoy ourselves. You know, and I think maybe fans are going to go, you know, I can't follow all this anymore. My team's having a good year going nine and seven, you know, and – uh, it's it's just going to be where I think the end game for people are going to go, you know what, what just makes sense affordably for my loyalty. And Bill, people in Nebraska will always be passionate. There's no question, but nobody else has Nebraska's fan base. Billy D, this was good. This was good to get uh, caught up on expansion 
You've got uh, opportunities for all the Californians for Nebraska, all the folks on the West Coast with Oregon, Washington. Great history with a lot of home and homes with Washington for sure. Same with UCLA. And uh, the league grows. The payday's been there and stays there for Nebraska and uh, Oregon and Washington. Got uh, got the hookup as well. We'll see if it keeps on. We'll get a we'll get a get us this weekend. All right. Deal. All right, there he is, Pride of Fairbury. Go Big Red. Bill Dolman joins us. Brady Altman standing by. We'll check in on some Husker ball with him next.